Uh, good morning, Daryl. <laughs> good morning, John. <laughs> How are you doing today? Good. I kind of woke you up early, huh? Daryl woke me up today. <laughs> we work completely different shifts. and uh, <laughs> Well, you end up working later than you planned I last did. night. Yeah. And I was off. So I heard my phone ringing early this morning. It's like, shoot. <laughs> <laughs> that might not be what I said. But anyway, I'm awake now. I'm, I was just telling Daryl I'm plowing through the coffee this morning. Well, and it seems to be helping. Does it? So that's a good thing. I had. I told the lady I didn't want a dirty. I wanted filthy. <laughs> Three shots, not two. <laughs> that's a good. That's a good way to do it, man. Yeah, oh, but. wow. Anyway, so hey, uh, so I haven't been together for a week or so, but yeah. uh, it's uh, August. I tell you what, I woke up in the mountains the other day, and and it smelled through the fire and the smoke. <laughs> it kind of. Smelled like a little fall, fall. A little dewy, you know, nice. just enough, enough that you know how that fall, yeah, air changes. Yes, so it got me a little excited. I haven't had that taste some, yet myself, but there's some fires going on in Idaho that unfortunately, but yep. um, bound to happen, yeah. Honestly, I think we're probably pretty grateful. It's hasn't been a long fire season yet, anyway. True. It's That's getting true. you know closer to fall, so. Most of these started, we've had a few in the June-ish, but most of them in the later July. I mean, like that. some of the bigger ones right. here that we have. And, right. Sometimes yeah. they're burning for weeks before yeah. August starts even, yeah, yeah. so yeah. that's awesome. Yeah. So uh, hopefully it doesn't ruin too much habitat. Yeah. I mean, it always comes back better. Better, right? I know. I but love. it's hard to see that, you it, know. But it's heartbreaking. I, I've, I've seen it happen too many times where as long as we don't lose animals, um, but I've been in some areas a year or two after it burns and actually flew them yeah. for season. Okay. And the the lush, they had good springs and everything, and, right. and the grass and the elk are just, of course, they stick out like a sore thumb because they're exactly you know yellow and right. especially your first light in the morning um but i'll oh, just littered with them and yeah that's in uh, the soft elk subject a little bit but the same thing with that muzzleloader deer hunt that i drew i know we've talked about it a few times already but where i hunt those out where they're rutting is in these junipers that have burnt and oh and so you can see through that and the they're just butts. in there thick yeah just yeah. it's so I mean, there's advantages to burning. I've always said sure. God was in a good mood when he did make deer because he gave him a white butt. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that's no how kidding. How many times if that's all you spotted from a long ways was just that, that white. Yeah, exactly. No, 100%. And that sun hits that sometimes in the early morning. It's yeah. Like, bam. And elk. I mean, they stick out. Oh, yeah. Yeah, big time. Yeah. But pretty excited. I've been keeping in contact with uh, Mark Carlton from Native by Carlton Calls and um, our our calls our season hunter logo calls will right. be here probably next week yeah and have, have we even talked about that i know we talked about having some stuff to give away but did we talk about those specifically I, um, I don't well when we get them in we will be giving some away but i mean and also uh if you go on the website uh and put seasoned hunter one word caps uh season hunter 20 you'll get 20 percent off anything that uh, is on their website awesome so that our calls will be on his website as well is that um i think I, i'm not for sure if he's putting ours on there or not but okay. i know all of theirs will be and then uh you know they can they can get some from us too as yeah, far yeah. as because uh, we will have some I, i'm not sure 
totally appreciate whatever they do right and oh, by far um and so i'm not sure what all yeah. it's so busy right now yeah they got a, a lot of really exciting things coming up in the hopper hopefully some of it hit this year but i know next year um i know one thing that um uh mark mark and i last time we chatted uh just recently they've got different size frames a little more variety of frames and i was actually talking to a guy earlier today and he was telling me that the challenge he has with diaphragms is finding the right size frame and and also gals and younger uh the younger hunters is the frame size and okay. so we're gonna have smaller frames oh, cool. um we we already do have some but uh they're uh, i believe it's gonna be three different sizes is what it is oh awesome so yeah it'll help uh you know accommodate uh, mm. different palettes yeah um, i wasn't aware of that that's yeah. super cool and as always i mean this this tape on this rip it series i'm i mean it's the most durable tape and i, I can't tell you like doing shows uh and talking to people how many times they complain about other brands just the the longevity of the tape mm -hmm. i mean falls apart a lot of times in one hunt and i've had some people even tell me within a day or two of hunting it falls because pretty pretty often you just keep, keep it in, in your, your mouth. mouth. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but yeah. this tape, it's best tape. I not because we're partnered up with Native and not mm. because I've been a part of them for years, um, but it is. It's just awesome tape. Yeah. So. Well, I imagine over the years you've used enough different ones to know yeah. the difference between a good yeah. tape and bad tape. And, and, and when I first put this in my mouth, it is a little bit different feeling because um, it is. Uh, maybe a little bit stiffer for lack of better words in there um but um it don't take long to you know to adapt to your palate and to right, your mouth right. so yeah i'm i'm excited about getting some of these new frames in because he's going to be sending us some of the different frame size and he says you may find that unbeknownst that a smaller frame actually does fit you better yeah so it'll be interesting for us to yeah give those a try no i agree and then as always they got you know custom calls um there's a big assortment of them i just brought a few that one um, on next to you with the oh with the ivory that is yeah. awesome it's yeah. beautiful uh it's been a couple years back um wayne when they were going to come out with them wayne says send me an ivory so i sent an ivory and, and so that's your ivory yeah it's cool. an ivory off a bull i killed and um they have a silversmith that makes the band you know i got this one honestly more for show i mean it definitely works at everything mm -hmm. but i i displayed in uh in my trophy room and i had wayne sign the box and everything and, that's cool and you know with him being who he not who he is when i say who he is uh is is what he's done for the diaphragm industry mm -hmm. you know years and years ago first person to ever make an elk sound with a diaphragm call think we've talked a little bit about little this bit. yeah i mean it was toothpaste <laughs> toothpaste uh the aluminum frames that used to be part of uh, uh aluminum tubes used to be part of toothpaste they had okay. aluminum in them and uh another guy actually had cut one out to make a turkey call and and they used condom and <laughs> and and made that call That's one and, use for him yeah <laughs> But it didn't even have tape on it or anything back then. Really, and and um, I, I don't want to say wrong. I know we're gonna have Mark on here, and he'll talk. We'll have him talk a little bit more about it too. But mm -hmm. um, I know that uh, um, Wayne started playing with it and being 
you know, and if you know Wayne at all, his uh, he's he's always thinking that guy, always thinking. Yeah. And <laughs> I can remember spending time uh, around him and and having him making some early in the morning making some funky noises with either his mouth or a diaphragm call to wake everybody up. You know. Right. He's the, he's definitely the early bird. Yeah. Definitely. So. <laughs> Yeah, awesome guy. Um, and yeah, you know, the carrier that we got there yeah, uh, really to keep cool. your diaphragm calls in, that's that's super handy. That's um, really cool. Yeah. Super cool. So there's a, you know, complete line there that, like I said, if anyone wants to go on there. And um, and yes, I am. I, I know normally we, we talk a little bit about our sponsors and stuff, but uh, this, in this situation here, like it says, uh, season hunter 20, who gets you 20% off. Um and you'll be happy. I know you'll be happy. I'm super stoked. We're gonna have calls with our, yeah, our own personalized calls, yeah. to give away to people and stuff. Yeah, that's gonna be, be cool. I'm, yeah, I'm stoked. And we got that red line stuff. We will probably be getting getting rid of that in here in the next couple of episodes. Right. Right. Um, so we'll probably put out maybe a maybe in the next two weeks we'll put out a promo, a little clip or something yeah. to tell people if they want to participate in the giveaways. Yeah. There you go. Um, yeah, as soon as we get our hands on some of that. How far out are we on the elk call? Um, I, I anticipate this next week. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, we got. I guess it's getting close to elk season. It is. We probably ought to get them in, huh? Yeah. Get them in and out of here? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was Mark's idea to put that on there, which, uh, you know, we, like I said, we totally appreciate them doing. And um, Well, really, it's, um, it's got to be their busiest time of year. It it's is. crazy they're, that they're, he was able to even fit that in for us. Swamps, huh? yeah. I'm super stoked. The good thing about them is is the company that um, everything's made. It's all made in USA, which is great. Mm -hmm. um, is the um, the tape is made uh, like in their building? The guy that does the tape oh, and everything. Oh, okay. Yeah, they just kind of put their heads together. And Where came are they up based this, out of? Uh, Montrose, Colorado. Colorado. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, Very cool. but Wayman originally was from Florida, yeah. and he was in the pest control business okay. before that. But mm. yeah, he's been in there for a lot of years. Right. Native or Wayne Carlton calls was uh, started back in the early '80s when, like I said, he was the the beginning, the man, and uh, where we are today. So he, so obviously he started that. Uh, it was called Wayne Carlton calls. He yeah. Said? And then didn't he sell out at some point? Or yeah. how did that work? Right? Late 80s, uh, or excuse me, late 90s, he sold out to Hunter Specialties. Okay. And they kept his face, you know, and they ca called the Wayne, Wayne Carlton series. Okay. Um, they still, I, I, I'm not for sure. I know he had a, a certain obligation for many years. Um, I want to say 15. Okay. He had an obligation or close to that. Uh, maybe 20, I don't know, but um, I guess probably 15-ish, yeah. He had an obligation to be their face. Okay. And uh, and when that obligation was up, and Hunter Specialties, I think, had actually changed hands twice by then. Gotcha. From when he originally started, or went originally sold. Um, and Mark had been building calls for years. Mark's a great Mark's his builder. Son. Yes, yeah. Mark's his son. And he... Um, they decided to do Native by Carlton, and and you know Mark's kind of, for the most part, heading it up. Um, Wayne's kind of the face again, sure, you know, and, right? As as he'll always be, right? Um, 
so yeah they in this year you know they come out with a, like one of his original vintage call uh, or grunt tubes i should say okay uh, which we have some of those coming for us oh, cool. to give a give a whirl this year yeah i think i have some one somewhere packed and with my moving and storage units and right. all that stuff someday i'll probably find it right but, right right yeah you but, you don't really use grunt tubes too often do you um sometimes i mean i always got one with me and and i um I, there's time and place for obviously everything and mm -hmm. in learning to read the animals sure is such a an important thing mm -hmm. and most of the time it's trial and error right no kidding <laughs> and i mean there's times where i mean i've i've bugled in just like full rut opening day or the next day mm -hmm. i mean just screaming mm -hmm. and then uh, a lot of times if you can if you can uh kind of sound like a a, a frenzy you know a bunch of elk and uh, like a hot cow and okay. cow calls, bugles and everything. That'll get bulls excited. Okay. And but you never know what the bulls actually thinking. And some it just triggers, and some it don't. So you gotta gotta uh, gotta kind of play it out and and kind of see how the bulls react. And I usually don't start too aggressive, but mm -hmm. um, but I know guys who do, and it works. Yeah. So and maybe there's works more, and I certainly don't know it all. You know, right. I mean, well, I, I feel like <laughs> the situation will dictate what's going to work and not going to work as well, right? Like, I don't know. Sometimes, like you say, bugles work. Sometimes they don't. Yeah. So do you do you use, do you find yourself ever using like more than one call at a time trying to sound like a bunch of different elk? Oh, yeah. Or how's that? Yeah, I've used, uh, um, you know, a handheld one plus a diaphragm just to sound like uh, mm -hmm. more and then throwing, you know, your hand around right. to... Throw your calls around, turn your grunt tube back. If you want to sound like a little squealy bull, like a a wannabe bull, you know, right. one that thinks he's a badass, but he isn't even right. big enough to even maybe even have a cow around. But yeah, and and you know, I those I, sometimes are the easier ones to call in, don't you think? Well, yeah, yeah, they are. Yeah, yeah, especially um, when um, uh, when there's a there's a dominant bull there, and there's you got those satellites around. You know, it, it most of the time doesn't take much to call off. A satellite bull with some cow calls right. especially right a lot of times they're afraid to get their butt whoop so yeah um they may not come and do an aggressive call but those are the ones who will come inside it too so you always got to be ready yeah that's I've true i've had this happen and maybe you where you're just calling not really thinking not ready to shoot yeah and one walks in yeah quiet yeah I've and you're that. caught with your pants down right yeah <laughs> i've had that happen many times so i always try yeah not always do right. but always try to be at least semi-ready in case that's true yeah you that's know. a good point um yeah i shot a bull a few years ago no it's probably been six years ago maybe that there's a huge herd and a huge herd bull that there's no way we were pulling him off and we knew that and uh but we were in the wide open but so we saw satellite pretty nice satellite bull he's uh -huh. a bigger five-point bull and uh we started calling and man because he was just off to the side and he just can't like I said didn't say a word but he came on a string yeah. right and and oh we set up a decoy too and he and when oh. we were calling and he saw that decoy he just came oh. right to us and then 
and then we of course had the decoy past me so and i had what we were out wide open there was one sagebrush course uh, i didn't plan that out very well but um anyway i was able to hide behind that and he just walked right past me and i really? plugged him as he walked by uh, at nice. like 40 yards or something it was cool nice that was fun yeah but yeah you're right they oftentimes won't say a word yeah on their way but yeah it depends on the pressured area you know how pressured the area is too right you get some of the i know some of the units some of the areas some of the states you know where they're real limited tags um you know it's a little easier to call yeah, them yeah that's it, true it gets pretty exciting too because yes, they're, they're not afraid to where they can be mm -hmm. call shot and certainly the wolves haven't helped for the states you know where people are um had them introduced in those states you know you right that can shut them up too so i am an opportunist you know when it comes to that i call when needed right but even you know this year planning on uh, i'm gonna hunt out of a tree saddle um around a wallow mm -hmm. and i uh totally plan on still throwing out some cow calf calls and um, maybe a, a smaller bugle just you know sometimes a bugle though will intimidate a bull but but a, a bigger bull most of the time won't be intimidated but uh, there's times too once a bull gets some cows early in season i think a lot of people look over it and they they think that the later season when they're viewing the classic video you watch yeah. or dvd or right. whatever mm -hmm. they think that's the way it always works what a lot of people don't realize and some are on public land but there are some video series out there that I know that they're paying thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars to go hunt on private ranches and nothing against that at all. Right. But um, the the elk don't have pressure like they do on public land. Right. And so when I do watch like YouTube stuff and that type of thing, elk hunting, I do like to watch the public land, mm -hmm. those type hunting mm -hmm. just because um, – it's got some pressure and you know how many times you've been i've watched them plenty of times where there's been other people they're hunting too you know and yeah and they, exactly and i like that you know because that's reality right oh that's 100%. reality so yeah for uh, sure even in the good units you know i mean right here behind the house yeah. is, is some of the best elk hunting in idaho for yeah, sure for sure and huge bulls but i've filmed hunts up there and there are just big bulls running all I mean, this sounds crazy, but it's true. There's big, a lot of big bulls. A lot of big bulls. And, but, you know, I was filming one particular hunt and they were just screaming. And, but we could not. There were so many cows, like they didn't need to leave. Does that uh, make Yeah. In my opinion, I don't know if that's actually the case, but we could not get them to come to us. Yeah, a lot of people. They don't wouldn't want to leave. Commit. They would not leave, even yeah. though there were so many, you know, bulls and, and all that competition, but there were so many cows too that in, in a situation like that, I mean if you can get in super tight and uh glunk. Yeah. That okay. glunking sound because that's that's a dominating sound that happens when they're around other cows a lot. Yeah. And they're they're being dominant to those cows and that'll pull. I've had that happen okay. for me before and they come running and pissed off because you're taking their in, in their minds they hear that and they know that they're you're right on their you know right there on the cow okay that's when they're doing that most of the so, time so and then how do you make that sound do you use a call or is that just I something just you use do? my mouth through a tube and just okay oh, okay there i don't know how good that sounds over this but <laughs> it's work that's for sure some people hit the tube the you know hit their tube and make a noise 
Um, it kind of sounds like it. Oh, I, yeah, yeah, that's true. I kind of like the, the throaty thing myself. Yeah. And, and I mean, I'm certainly probably no world champion when it comes to glunking, but. Right. You don't I, have to be. No. No, that's and that is another to. thing that people think they get intimidated by right. that. Right. And think you got to be the best elk caller, you know. And, and, you know, I remember in the early days watching vhs when we could get our hands on one right <laughs> listen to some of those guys how bad they are um and you know i've went to a few uh elk calling competitions and i mean everything's just pristine and clean right. for the most part sure. you know and in reality I, i've been out in the woods and heard real elk call and think that's got to be a human that sucked right you know? right yeah. they're gonna scare something off and it turns out to be an elk so you just never know. And the younger bulls mess up. You know, their voice is almost okay. like they're going through puberty. Right. Yes. <laughs> you ever so heard you're saying I have a chance. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Have you, uh, you've probably experienced like a cat, uh, spike bugle and it's kind of, do you almost wondering what the heck that I, was? Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. But yeah, it's pretty crazy. That That's cool. Oh, uh, one of the, the actual first, the only rifle elk I called was back in the 80s, um, and it was October 1st is when the season started then, mm -hmm. and it was over-the-counter tag, and uh, we got on some bull tracks. It snowed and just started following them, followed them all day, all day that hurt, and we finally caught up close enough, and uh, it quit snowing, and the sun broke, and they lit up. Hmm. You know, there was like three bowls going. And two of them sounded good, and then one just did not sound very good. Hmm. And I told my friend that was with me, Wes, I was like, that's got to be a human back here. And I'm thinking, man, we didn't see no other tracks back here, no one at the trailhead, you know. And he's like, yeah, I don't know. He says it didn't sound good. And then here comes the bull. Hmm. I mean, and he didn't sound very good. He was like 300-inch bull. Um like I said, that's the first and only one I ever shot with a gun, and I was plenty happy, but right, except for where he killed him. Yeah, <laughs> done that. Yeah, no fun. Yeah, it's always the I have always said that uh, I'll get the problem, then worry about it later, exactly. And then you go, oh, Yeah, what did I do? <laughs> no, but yeah, he didn't sound like a bull at all, like you know, a, a real elk. He's we actually thought somebody had come in another way, maybe on horseback, mm -hmm. and was heading maybe doing a loop or something and going out that way we didn't know sure we were several miles from i think we we're like four and a half five miles from trailhead okay and uh um anyway it turned out to said to be a bull so you never know right and i i personally don't think you can judge an elk by its you know by its bugle for sure and say how big he is some guys seem to think that right i agree yeah I mean, I'm not that good anyway, I don't think. But <laughs> Well, yeah, that's true. Maybe they can. <laughs> right. Maybe they can score them. I don't know. And kudos to the guys that can figure that out. But I, uh, you know, I mean, I've killed a fair amount of elk, but I always say I'm, I'm, I don't need a spotting scope unless I'm guiding. Yeah. Then I'll let the person see it. But for, for myself, with my binoculars, yeah, it's got horns. Let's exactly. Go <laughs> I am exactly the same way. Like, I don't, like, I can tell it's a bull without my True. binoculars. Yeah. Even. I was like, that's good enough for me. Let's yeah. go. You know? yeah. 
<laughs> now, I mean, I am a, a, a little bit picky, but yeah, I, sure. but yet when sure. it comes down to it, I mean, I do love the meat. Yeah, and exactly. What else gonna feed? You know, oh yeah, pretty good. A long time. Yeah, yeah. So, so that's cool. <laughs> What's yeah. your um, like? If you're, do you, I know we talked about this already a little bit about you um, using the bugle or whatever. If you're not seeing elk, do how, do you use locator calls? Or I know you really love just the sticking with cow and calf calls and that yeah, kind of stuff. Yeah, I, I found that, uh, and and sometimes I'll use like a, the handheld ones. I feel like you know, like the green weenie there, the light green one. <laughs> <laughs> that's what it's called. Okay. Uh, it it reaches out there. Okay. And and that's what I like about that. And there, I've got the the mini mouth there next to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the orange one, but I also have a loudmouth, which is a bigger version of that. Okay. And that one reaches out there good, too. And a couple of the other um, handheld custom ones are ported, like the green weenie is. Okay. And I I couldn't find my... I know I swapped out when I was down in Arizona. I had I still had my... The one I really like, uh, Red Lava. Uh, it's ported. And I had it in my bino harness. And I took it out to swap it for my uh, varmint call because I was javelina hunting. Mm-hmm. So I know it's in my shop. And Somewhere. I, yeah, <laughs> I kind of dug around a little bit for it, but I, I was like, well, we got a good representation here. And they can go on a website, you know, and see all the different ones. Right, the, right. The Magnaport type thing. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, there's several different options. But I do like that, you know, to reach out there. Um, and, but I don't, I'm not going to, I don't blow too hard. I get aggressive when I need to, and and that does come from kind of being able to read them. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's been plenty of times where you know you have to turn it up notches to actually get the bulls to come in. Right. Um, but um, I just want a response, and I want to locate, and then I, I usually want to get in closer before I hammer him if I'm going to hammer him. Gotcha. You know. Um, yeah, I noticed um, when we were hunting with Eric last year. Yeah. On that rifle tag, mm-hmm. and we we. Saw that bull cross the ridge line there. Yeah. And you really lightly cow called, like yeah. not very much. And he responded. Yeah. It took him a couple of times. Yeah. But I was like, man, I couldn't even. So I'm not nearly as experienced as Daryl is with calling and stuff. But it's like, I didn't even think the sound would even carry that far. It was so light. That's yeah. what I was thinking at the yeah. time. But sure as heck, man, it did not take much to get that bull no. to start coming our way. And, and that time of year where we're in October. Right. Um, so, uh, and a lot of them are done, you know, for the most part. Sure. Granted, there is some late uh, cows Second that come cycles. In. Yeah. 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 Later mm-hmm. cycles, too. Uh, so, calls do work during rifle season as well. Yeah. And, and I've heard, I've seen bulls and heard bulls bugle in December. Sure. Yeah. But they're just kind of herd talk. Right. You know, so it does happen year round. Yeah. Um, but, um, yeah, I wanted to kind of feel that bull out, and so I did a couple of south cow calls, like you said. It right. finally did respond yeah. enough to, you know, for us to. I, I think we saw him first. We I did see right. him first, yeah. yeah, and then we were just trying to see if we could come get him to come our way or whatever. Yeah, or come and envision where we could get a shot. Because at one point he was going to shoot him. He decided to pass on yeah, him. Exactly. But uh, I wanted to get a better look at him. Right. Yeah. So mm-hmm. we were trying to get him out of the trees. Yep. That was pretty cool. Yeah, that was that was definitely a fun hunt, and yeah, I've muzzleloader hunts. You know, a lot of times are earlier in September. Yeah, and first of October that type, and yeah, and those can be a 
fun experience. I had uh, that problem on that muzzleloader bull that I shot. He, uh, it was late. It I think the hunt started October 1st, but I was several days into the hunt before I finally shot that bull. But he had a herd. There was no getting him off of that. Really? And luckily he was in a spot I was able to sneak in, sneak in and get a shot at him. But he, he's not leaving that herd. He probably yeah. had 10 or 12 cows. And, yeah. And he was, well, there were two, there were a couple smaller bulls, I guess. That's probably why you didn't leave them. But they, yeah, no, that's, you're probably exactly right. But they had ended up, I don't even remember, I don't even remember seeing those when I shot that bull. But earlier in the day, I watched them all day and they kind of were hanging off the backside there, those bulls. But I don't remember. I think they finally just walked off. So it was just him and those cows. Earlier in the season, you know, once, especially the smaller bulls, once they get cows, a lot of times they'll run because you got to be right in on them. That glunking I was telling you about, you mm -hmm. know, it was a, a five-by-six. I shot actually my recurve. Okay. Um, that, and I've had it happen a couple of times, but the one I was kind of referring to earlier, um, he, uh, I, I ripped off a bu He bugled. Just a whistle. Okay. Dummy me. It was um, season open on a Saturday, and I think this was Sunday, maybe Monday. It was, open, it was Labor Day weekend. I know that. And so it was hot. Mm -hmm. But he let out just a squeal, which now I know, just kind of heard talk. Man, I ripped, I threw everything at him, that made up stuff, yeah, right. <laughs> in a bugle. And all I heard was feet. And it wasn't running my way. Oh, geez. And it was like, I didn't hear him again for like an hour. And he was probably three quarters to a mile away. And mm. he went through a couple, but he had a, his bugle, I knew it was him. Right. And... Uh, so I just worked my way to him and, and he started, he kept whistling, just whistling, just whistling. No, no grunts at all until I got in close. And when I could see his cows 25 yards away or so, the bull was probably up there 75 or roughly. And, uh, I cow called his cows didn't even look up, which I liked because you never know what that's going to do. Cows sometimes... Uh, it's kind of like uh, um, Joel talking the other day. You know, they don't want another hussy coming in there and right. taking their bull. That's so, true. Um, uh, fortunately, like I said, they just kept feeding, but he he responded. And then I gave him a little squealy bugle to let him know. And, and when I did that, he did a full bugle, a grunt, grunts with it, mm -hmm. another full bugle, and grunts with it. Wow. So I knew I pushed a button. Yeah. And I did, uh, uh, he, he started raking a tree, I raked a tree, and then I glunked. And when I glunked, he literally turned and ran down the hill. Really? And I, I knew he knew that I was closer to his cows than he was. So. Gotcha. he come right out. I think that's, I shot him at 12 or 13 yards. Really? Yeah. That's cool. With my recurve. Yeah, yeah that's that exciting. exciting. But, yeah, so those early season ones, that's been my experience. And I you know, I was talking to a buddy of mine, Nick, uh, and uh, he he was talking. He's, he has a different strategy. You know, they they frenzy call a bunch of them, sound like a big herd, all wound up. Okay. There again, that that'll get them going too if there's mm -hmm. enough excitement. Right. So, and that can work. That's true. I've done. Frank and I a lot of times we'll be super aggressive just on cow calls mm -hmm. and get you know bulls to, to come in. Yeah. And uh, that seems to work all right, too. Yeah. But I like the more stealthy, you know. 
I like to get in close enough yeah. if I can. But, you know, the good thing about it, because you can make some noise and get away with it. True. Anytime, you know, if I do break a stick or whatever, I'll throw out a little cow or calf call. Yeah, there you and, go. Um, those lost calf sounds are a killer. Yeah, that's and, what Joel was talking about. Yeah, um, yeah. He... Sounded like he almost always just uses yeah. cow or calf calls. Yeah, yeah, and I've I've used that plenty of times. Yeah, and I never thought that bulls would actually respond to it, but they do too. Yeah, it's crazy. So what? What's the theory behind the? They'll just because of the lost calf, like they're just going to go try and find it. Yeah, it's like just, just like the herd mentality. I, I feel like I believe Joel even said it. You I think know, he it's kind of like you know, a lost child. Everyone's going to respond to it. Okay, you know, and that makes and, sense. Um, yeah, so hmm. I think that it makes sense for sure. Right. And if it works, sometimes I just, if it works, I don't question it. I'm afraid to question it because, <laughs> right. you know what I mean? Exactly. If it works, it works. And, yeah. And, uh, Very true. Yeah. I like, like I've said before, I certainly, I, I get humbled every year. It seems like, you know, hunting in general. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, and elk's no different. Elk have been humbled plenty of times. Boy, more more often than not. <laughs> you yeah. always worry. It's like, oh, man, I screwed that up. And it's like, is this the only opportunity or the last opportunity I'm going to have? And, and that did happen to me last year. I screwed up on a bull. And uh, it turned out, and to, be it turned out to be the only yeah. opportunity I had. Well, actually, I take that back. I did have one other opportunity. And, well, I screwed both of them up. And that's all that happened, right? <laughs> yeah, dang it. That's how it goes. It happens. It does. Yeah. It does. Um, yeah, I, I, uh, I've messed up plenty. But I've always tried to adopt the theory of play it like it is your only opportunity. Exactly. It's got to be your only opportunity. Right? So you don't, you're really cautious and don't make any, you know. Yeah. I mean, you know, and, and here again, a lot of it, well, like when I was up with Craig up south, you know, that hunt there, I mean, right. I, it almost didn't matter what you did in those bulls. And here again, it was the pressure, the tag we, he had was an awesome tag. Mm -hmm. Not a lot of tags up there, so there's not as much pressure. And we happened to hit the day. Right. If you remember that. Yeah, the that's vault. the one I filmed, right? I mean, I, uh, I edited, edited for yeah. you. Yeah. yeah, the vaults in part yes. of the vaults. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, those things were just screaming all day long. Yeah, that was And cool. there's obviously hot cows in there. Sure. You know? um, yeah, that was a pretty amazing day. I've been in some of those days, you know, in other states, too, and that was right up there with them. Those are fun days. Yeah. If you could find those days more uh, often, oh, my goodness. And I remember, you know, years ago... Back in the day, right? When how I could have taken more advantage of those days, right? And Gosh. didn't I just didn't know enough mm -hmm. that oh man, if I could have some of those days back, but oh yeah, without a doubt, I I, I have one particular day like that that I absolutely screwed up, and we had just bulls screaming everywhere. Oh yeah. Not all day, but we got it. We finally got into them. We heard them, and it was a pretty good trek in there but man they were just screaming and uh we were able to call in you know it was a satellite bull but he's a nice big five point bull mm -hmm. and uh i i just sat up wrong and he caught me oh. and gone and then and then they all took off you know and we were he done did take him, huh? yeah it was a, it was a bummer sometimes you know if you do booger one 
get they, more chances there, huh? <laughs> Sometimes you get more chances yeah, huh, when you it's do. like I that. Mean, it just depends frenzy. how bad they're boogered. That's and, true. You yeah. know, I usually start, if that happens, I'll try calling a bunch and just mm. try to mm. calm them down enough. There you go. You know, mm. um, but then there's times I had a, I was sitting over a water hole years ago and I had, a, it was the last day of the season. Not really good solid five point. I mean, good solid five point. And I was hunting with my recurve at the time. Um, it was maybe 13, 15 yards. It just ran out into the pond, chest deep, uh, in the bottom of his chest. Yeah. And I'm thinking, this this is happening. Right. It's probably, they come running in mm. that water. Hmm. Like, I'm sitting there and it's quiet. All of a sudden, I just hear all these feet. Like an antelope? Yeah. <laughs> like the antelope yeah. birds come running in, yeah. And it was, I think there was seven or eight, and they just come running in, and he just plowed right in there. All the cows stayed along the edge. And then the calf walks in, or runs in, between me and the bull, so oh, I can't shoot. Oh, shit. Like, 12 feet, and stens are looking at me, and they're all drinking, and it barked. And I'm trying to stay still, but I'm sure my broadhead, which was closer, was going like that. Uh, and the first time it barked, they just kind of looked up a little bit and then put their heads back down. The bull never stopped drinking. Hmm. He kept drinking. Because I could see the bull's head from... Sure. But the cow's in the way, or the calf's in the way for the shot. Right. Anyway, she did it again and then took off running. When she did, they all got just enough to drink. And, and we're out. just gone. Just, I mean, it happened so quick. It was yeah, seconds, you know, less than a minute. I know it was less than a minute. Really? And I stood there like, really? That just all happened? And that was my, you know, it was getting clo close enough to dark. That was it. It was the last day of the season. So huh. I went home and made a broth and put my tag in there and <laughs> had a nice soup. Oh, that sucks. <laughs> I've had him do that before we were in elk hunting. We were sitting that uh, antelope hunting actually, and oh, then yeah. that whole freaking. I'll try and remember to post this video because we filmed it all. I don't know. There's 20, 25, 30 elk, whatever, and two, and one really nice bull, and they just came I right into that. the water hole. Yeah. Nothing we could do. You yeah, know, I mean, it was fun. It was awesome to sure. film and watch and yeah. that kind of stuff. So, but that so that part was super cool. But they stayed there for quite a while. You yeah. know, we didn't get any. Um, in fact. Actually, let me think about this. I think Frank, we had, it was a long hole. We had two blinds set up. I was in one oh. and Frank was in the other one. Okay. And an antelope came in and he shot an antelope while those elk were down there. Actually, really? I'm thinking about it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. It was super cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I spent the night in a blind in Nevada one time and in the middle of the night. I mean, in fact, it happened a couple times at night. And. Were you with me when I scouted down there or not before? I think so. Okay, I think you just went on the hunt with yeah. me that one year. Okay, this was another year when I, well, in fact, it was a water hole. We were going to go hunt, and it was dry. Gotcha. Same water hole. Okay. But when I went and scouted, I saw hundreds of cows and small, small bulls. Hmm. Um, and I was scouting for antelope, and I found that water hole and decided to put, on the, uh, put the blind on there. But when I... Um, um actually slept there the night before opening day i think i had it was two herds i know at least two herds maybe some stragglers but they were making so much noise i hardly got much sleep wow and they were right by my uh blind oh I mean, that's awesome within feet of my blind yeah the wind was just blowing enough and i was all scented up and everything and i figured that they would end up 
barking and running off because mm-hmm. they might smell me but sure they never did and uh it was kind of cool to listen and you, you, listening to when you can get in cows like that and hear all the different sounds they make it's right you can learn some things too yeah no kidding sure yeah that's very true make. yeah but, you just pay attention to what they're doing and saying yeah you can learn some stuff that's a good point i do know i've talked about this uh, uh i believe on another podcast how a year that i was being picky i had several opportunities to shoot bulls um but I was passing them up. I wanted my goal was a six point that year. But um, I learned so much, and a lot of it was like the sounds they make and the patterns that they do. And in pay attention to all that is probably some advice I can give you. Is it's that great advice? You know, because yeah. those things may come in handy later on. Or exactly. See, you know, you hear cow sounds and see it, and the bulls will react to it. Try to emulate those. One hundred percent. Yeah, that's a great point. Yeah. Especially if there's big herds and you're trying to figure out how to pull one off, if you can see what's working, yeah. like maybe pulls a satellite bull or whatever away from a yeah. herd. I, I don't know if I've ever talked about this or not, but I I know I've told the story. My duck hunting, I don't claim to be by no means no professional duck hunter, <laughs> right. but I get the job done. And I, I remember I was making my noises and I was killing ducks, blah, 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 but... I had, and I was at that time, I was only shooting drakes, and I had a hen mallard fly in, and uh, she swam into the decoys, mm-hmm. got up on a rock and was just sitting there, and I there was a flock coming over, uh, and just before I put the call to my mouth to call, because I knew she was going to fly, she called. She made a call. Okay. And they just dove right in. Really? And ever since then... That's pretty much my go-to call. Is that just, right? And it was short, sweet, and simple, and yeah. they just dove huh. right in. That's cool. And they're up there. They weren't like super high, but right. they were high enough. I mean, they just dove right in. Huh? Maybe they saw. Her, I don't know, but sure. But I know it works. You know. Right. So, hmm. same thing with elk. I really yeah. no different. That's a good point. Yeah. yeah. Very true. But anyway, yeah, we uh, got getting. Uh, trail cameras up and yeah we're what week week about three weeks out yeah yeah, yeah almost almost a little over three weeks i yeah. guess for the start of the season look at that right <laughs> it's starting <laughs> been shooting every day i've been shooting a fair amount yeah yeah yeah, yeah not uh like i don't go out there and hammer out 50 arrows or whatever right. I, I just do my mantra Yep. Shoot good arrows. Exactly. Um, I've been kind of actually limiting it to 12 to 15. And um, just because I feel good, they're good shots, you know. Yep. Occasionally you have one where you let your mind wander. But I'm telling you that. I was talking to a guy, a buddy of mine yesterday, in fact, and he bought Joel's online course. Okay, cool. And he talked about the mantra, how, you know, how much it's helped him um, just taken it gives it just gives you that alley to right focus yeah and it's so simple yes exactly i mean it's so simple it is and you're right though you just mentioned that you know you'll kind of like that's when i stop when i'm shooting is if my mind starts to wander and i can't control it i'm done like i'm not i'm not gonna shoot anymore because it's pointless right and i did that yesterday i was shooting out to 
actually went finally went out to 70 yards and oh nice super happy but yeah i let one shot and i let her go with and i knew my mind was wandering and sure as heck that's the only crappy shot i had all day did you miss i did yeah i was so mad but that's when you got to decide that's when you just quit you let yeah. down that shot like yeah. joel always asks you can you control that well yeah I could have, I should have, I did not, yeah. and I lost a freaking arrow. Yeah. But oh, you lost than, it? I did. I, there's so many weeds a moment of out silence. there somewhere. Moment of silence for John's lost arrow. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the only one. Like I've shot, I don't know how many, but and uh, yeah, that's what I've decided is, and I've done it before. I mean, yesterday wasn't the first time, but I've always just okay. I'm done, done shooting at yeah. this point. I'm not going to shoot anymore. And. Yeah. Uh, up to that point, I was shooting awesome. Well, you're good. Yeah, oh, yeah. Good. And then, uh, in fact, I went down in closer, and I started shooting out of my... Um, blind? My Not out of the blind, but out of the chair that I... My blind oh. chair. Yeah. Just oh, so I, I saw I get that used chair to, up there when I pulled Yeah, it I had to clean it off. It was a little dusty. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so just to, just to practice shooting out yeah. of that. And, good idea. Which... I feel like sometimes I shoot better out of that anyway. So Do you? Yeah. I don't know why, but I've shot out of it lots. I always practice out of the blind chair yeah. just because that's my first time of the year usually is yeah. sitting yeah. out of that chair. Yeah. And, For the uh, fall. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so I always try to practice out of that as much as possible. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Right on, Well. I think we got uh, yeah uh, a little bit of talk about this. Super, I am super excited about our calls. We're gonna get there. Yeah. That's just so awesome for them to do that for us. And, yeah, and uh, yeah, I've been. I don't know about you, but I I've been. Um, you know, my exercise has definitely been. I'd like to pack on and. Oh yeah, no, hundred percent. Yeah, I'm hammering every day. Yeah, you just you just. As seasoned hunters, you have to do that to stay yes, in shape, you right? Do. Or you're going to pay the price. Yeah. So. I've been trying to keep up on just like stretching, doing some good push-ups. And then yeah. in the evenings and I can uh, take a good walk or yeah. hike. And, yeah. I'm fortunate here because I have that whole, my whole little home gym that's yeah. pretty awesome. Yeah. And I just Well, you live it. far enough out here that it'd be a lot to go into town every day. To and, work out. Yeah. Yeah. I just, you just wouldn't do it. Pretty much all the gyms are on the north side of town, so you'd have to go all the way up to the it, front, huh? No, 100%. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> now no. that I'm thinking about it. Yeah, and that's what I used to do. Well, I've always had this, but, you know, you go through phases where you yeah. kind of like to go to the gym, and yeah. then I like to work. And it and I have a great home gym. I, I mean, there's plenty. You have everything. I have everything there, yeah. But, uh, 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 so, and that's why I built that, you know, over yeah. the years. I just, because I knew, I mean, there's times where you just don't feel like going, to yeah. town to do that stuff living That's out of town extra it's half just, hour i mean oh yeah i mean in reality, plus your workout or whatever yeah you know, and and if you have to go to work and, exactly so anyway it saves get, me time and it keeps me motivated you know yeah keeps me going on well, you that got stuff. your little checklist i see your little calendar of yeah well i keep track of all kinds of weird stuff but i do that's keep good track of how many days i've worked you know i do a hash mark you know i set a goal uh, you know each year of how many days i want to achieve a workout for and that just keeps me motivated one year i decided i was working out every single day for yeah. the entire year and i did that i would i did, made it 371 days before i took a day off so like when you went on your vacation that year because i know you go on a yearly vacation yeah what'd you do then i ran did you I, yeah i just did cardio but i ran uh and it was just a few miles yeah, but it was but you did I something, did something yeah. every day yeah. yeah and uh 
the first day one of the guys decided to run with me and he was like screw that i'm not doing that anymore <laughs> so i just got up early and ran every morning and got it out of the way and yeah kind of cleared so. your hangover a little bit the night before yeah was it rough it, a couple of days yeah but my you know i always kept my time so i still my pace was fine honestly like headache or no headache right exactly <laughs> there's always a balance yeah <laughs> right on I try not to do that too often but, yeah uh, anyway yeah yeah no it's uh something you got to do i think as you get older you definitely got to be well you should always do that yeah but for sure keeps you in the mountains longer so cool well we got a guest coming on next week we'll talk yeah. a little bit more about him next week and um, it'll be fun and then hopefully we'll have the calls as soon as we get those yeah. we'll uh we'll get something out there and yeah. let people start figuring out how to get one yeah we'll give them we'll do some giveaways and like i said we'll pull out the red line stuff and we'll get that yeah give you a nice package out absolutely yeah yeah it's a great idea cool so cool all right well thanks for watching smash the subscribe like we always ask and like and Help us out. We yep. appreciate it, yeah, man. Yeah, very much. Thank you, guys. All right, brother. See ya. Bye. Bye.